We're a unique podcast for families of faith, produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am your host, Pastor Brad Mathias, coming to you live from Franklin, Tennessee. And I have my... We're not live, Brad. Oh. Well, live at the time that I'm recording. We are alive. We are alive. Now. What? You know... You're reaching. Give me a little slack. It's been My name is Robert, and I'm the host of Brilliantly Brave Podcast, and this is my sidekick, Brad Mathias. See, Brad, I like it's so good to have you with us. Today. I am so grateful to be here. And sidekick, I am happy to take that title, even though some people uh, find it demeaning. I find it demeaning. <laughs> well, I'm called that every week, and so it's just getting a little old, and and so we just switch it up. But um, we're not here to talk about us, Brad. No, we are not. So let's. Um, we're godly men, and we don't we don't do that sort of stuff. Well, we try to be godly men, right? Well, speak for yourself. I am saved by Jesus, and uh, the blood of Christ covers me, and so therefore I am godly. Okay, I'm godly too. Then my theology sound. You need to read some more. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. But we do have a really cool guest who came all the way from another country just to be here. Yeah, that's a lie. Well, it's not really. I mean, it's a stretch, but it's not a lie. He came. Let's just. Tim Cleary is an awesome guy. And he is an he, awesome he's guy. He's a, a creative, um, a creative mind with a ministry heart that has just has a different approach for kids today, and so we're really honored to have him all the way from New Zealand. Tim, thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, so, see, he has the accent. He does. It's a thing. Yeah, he has the accent, and uh, one of the things about Tim, uh, we met Tim about two years ago through the TGA through the yep. Twin Gospel Alliance. Yep. And he had this innovative new concept where he was bringing software, gaming software, to the church, specifically going for the preteen and the tween uh, targeted audience. And so that was unique. We'd never seen anything really like that before. It's true, and it's so needed because nowadays kids, I mean, they live on their devices and they live you know, in the virtual world so much. And so I am I'm just so thankful for what you do, Tim. Because it's, I mean, nobody else has really taken that step, and you've done it from a not only a creative approach, but a really sound biblical approach. So, kudos. Yeah. Right. So, Tim, we're we're introducing you. We're putting you on a pedestal. I I want you to tell us, tell us about what you what you're doing. Tell us about yourself as a parent, and we're gonna just sit back and listen. Yeah. Look, I am a parent um, first. I think that's what um, makes this important to me. You know, kids are growing up in a really different world. I, I know my kids are are surrounded by messages. You know, my kid who's five years old gets pumped when he sees the Geico lizard. And uh, like, who does that? I know who he's going to do his insurance with um, because of a lizard, you know. And, and they're bombarded with constant messages and messages that don't, uh, often don't uh, connect with our Christian worldview. Mm. And so we have a responsibility as parents, uh, as creatives, as ministry people, to speak to them in their own language, the language of 
what they're immersed in, uh, but do it in uh, brilliant, uh, excellent ways that draw them to, to Christ and his, uh, the work he wants to do in their lives and in the world through them. And so uh, as m- with me as a parent, I wasn't always a parent. I'm a terrible parent if we're going to talk about brilliantly brave, brave parenting today. <laughs> I'm the worst uh, parent. Uh, I think it's because I, I am somewhat disconnected from my kids. They're three and five, mm. and that is the most frightening age for me. I was a youth pastor for almost 10 years. So I'm really pumped about them hitting kind of 13, 14. The, the nightmare period for most parents is the dream period for me. All right now, I'm in the nightmare period. <laughs> they have very small brains but very big mouths right now. And, uh, you know, they throw themselves on coffee tables. We end up in A&E. They're awesome. <laughs> They've just learned how to say no. Um, they don't even say ma'am yet. They just say no. Well, they don't say sir either because I'm a, I'm a guy be weird if they if they said no ma'am they'd be in for a hiding but <laughs> anywho uh you know but here we are in this kind of world me bad parent got that over but trying to create something that connects kids with scripture with a christ-centered worldview a, a scripture-centered worldview gets them excited mm. about the biblical story you know we spent the last 15 20 years in the church trying to force memory verses down the throats of young people and all power to those guys who, who are about memory verses. I love memory verses. But I think uh, they come a second to the knowing of the grand story of God. Because I don't think a Bible verse is necessarily going to help you when you get handed a red cup in college. I don't think it's necessarily going to help frame your worldview or keep you on the straight and narrow, so to speak. Keep you right side up in an upside down world. But I do believe that tying your story to the story of God and realizing that you've been called to live out of that biblical story as a member of a resistance to live right side up in an upside down world, I think that's compelling. I think that's something to join your life to, to be part of uh, with the rest of Christian community and the kingdom as it's gone out through history. Uh, that is compelling when you find yourself in compromising positions. Yeah. that So... You know, one of the things that I am uh, a huge champion of and believe really passionately in is this idea of transferring faith from one generation to, to another. And and also to take that further is to actually engage culture rather than run from it. And so one of the things that is so encouraging about what you're doing with Aetherlight uh, is that you're engaging our culture directly in the way that kids consume information. Uh, instead of inviting them to the church, you're going to where they're already at, which is the gaming console. And uh, I want to applaud you for that because it is, uh, it is innovative and it is aggressive. It's not a passive approach to transferring faith. And so uh, for our listeners, you know, the Aetherlight Chronicles of Resistance is a software, it is a game, it is a story, it is an interactive experience for these kids that has a biblical worldview and a biblical uh, truth set. Tell, tell our audience, tell the parent out there, the mother who's listening, what age and stage is appropriate for this game? Yeah, look, we often say this is the game you'll want your kids to play because most parents don't want their kids playing any more games. But um, I, I think kids is, is, is a good where it starts. You know, you can start as young as seven. Uh, as long as they can read, they can play, they can engage with the story. Uh, it ends as old as 65, is the oldest player I've okay. met so far. <laughs> Even she's, Robert could she's play. She's awesome. Barely. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, but look, the sweet spot is definitely kind of those kids, uh, nine to twelve years old. Uh, that's where the real sweet kind of spot is, and I think that's where the crucial decisions get made. Mm. So I'm pumped that that's our the kind of the age we've designed this experience for. But just like Pixar, Pixar or or any of those guys, DreamWorks, they go out and they actually pick an age group they're making a movie for, uh, and it's it's not adults, it's not, uh, but they pitch it to families, and we found this is a family experience. Dads are playing. We had to make family packs almost immediately because dads wanted to play with their kids. Hmm. We're we're living in an age now where the parents of the kids grew up playing games. Games aren't that new anymore. Right. Um, and so dad's like, finally a game I can play with my kids and it's not rubbish because yeah. uh, that's a big thing. Yeah. So uh, let me translate that last New Zealander comment. It's not rubbish. That means that it's cool. Uh, it means that if you go to the website, aetherlight.com, uh, theaetherlight.com, T-H-E-A-E-T-H-E-R, L-I-G-H-T dot com is the website. If you go to that site, you're going to see state-of-the-art graphics and imaging. You're going to see a game that is as good as anything you're going to see secularly uh, out there. And that's unique because typically with Christian media, you see a dip in the quality. And so that's what he means by not rubbish, I think. Which means not garbage. garbage. Yeah, it's not garbage. So what what drove you to – obviously, you're creative and you've lived in kind of this creative space for most of your life. But what was the driving force for creating this game for you? Yeah. Look, for – you know, uh, the game was birthed out of a 78-year-old Christian trust, a not-for-profit, a 501c3 in New Zealand uh, that was passionate about reaching kids – where they were. Uh, but back then, they were in the front yard playing between the letterbox and the front door. Uh, and so they created the postal Sunday school mission that would send uh, lessons, correspondence Sunday school lessons to these kids in rural communities who couldn't get to church because dad or mum were milking cows, all sorts of excitement. Uh, you know, many years on, uh, kids don't play between the letterbox and the front door anymore. Mailbox. Yeah, mailbox. mailbox thank right. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Translation. Uh, they don't play uh, there anymore. We don't have those little things either that tell you when there's mail to be picked up. Little flags on Kinda our letterboxes. Cool, right? mm. yeah. So cool. Never yeah. used it yet, but so cool. Anyway, uh, and so they had to kind of retransition. So many of us came together and, and talked about how you combine good theology with great gameplay. And, and, uh, and, and we, we did so. Uh, a studio was birthed. Um, out of the kind of faithfulness of that trust called Scarlet City. And we're passionate about telling redemptive stories uh, to young people through games. So what, if I'm a parent and, I, and I'm looking at going to get into this game, give our listeners an idea of the grand story of Aetherlight. Yeah. Uh, look, it takes place in a steampunk virtual world. Uh, for those who are freaking out that I just said something in French, steampunk uh, is a alternate reality in which electricity never took hold like it did here and we just took steam to the extent the fullest extent of its technological prowess uh, and so it's a steampunk virtual world and it's uh it's quirky it's colorful it's full of victorian sensibilities and costumes uh, but it's also full of a corrupting fog a maniacal grand emperor who has staged a coup 
against the Great Engineer, and a Scarlet Man who is mysterious. You don't know whether to trust him, you don't know whether to follow him, but he asks you to be part of creating a resistance to live right side up in this upside down world, a resistance that will bless this land in the way it behaves, in the way it uh, seeks to do life differently. And so you as a player become part of that. And uh, it's it's working is, mm. is the crazy thing. It's retelling a story. A lot of parents look at it and go, how is this the Bible? Um, <laughs> and uh, I go, look, it's not. We've never said that we are the Bible, but we are retelling the Bible in a way that gets kids excited. You know, the Bible's got more magic than Harry Potter, mm. more plot twists than Game of Thrones, more adventure than Lord of the Rings, if only we'd read it well. And so we want to engage kids in reading it well so that they can get excited about what's within the pages of Grandma's dusty old book, mm. which wow. is what it's become for so many Wow. Years. Now, you just said something really cool. You said only if we would read it well um, in in light of the Bible. I love that quote. I'm going to use that quote and give you props, of course. But the idea here is that that we've sort of surrendered the creativity uh, to the secular world, we as Christians. It seems like there's been a drought for a while. Um, you know, you think back to Narnia, C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. and Tolkien. Uh, but but really, this is, this is at that level of creativity uh, what you're doing is really a step forward for the Christian family. And so I just want to applaud you again for taking the time and the money and the resources to create something so well. You've crafted something here. It's not just a template. It's not just a, a game that you could find anywhere. This is really a unique and one-of-a-kind property. And uh, I know you have different episodes. I know it's affordable. I know people can engage on this uh, on a budget. And you even have ancillary products like a Tyndale Bible that matches the the steampunk world of the Aetherlite. So I, I just there's some really good stuff here. And for parents, even pastors who are looking for a way to engage the preteen or the tween boy in particular, which there's not much out there, uh, I highly recommend this this product, Robert. I know you've got a couple of boys. What do you think? Yeah, of I could, it? well, what I love about it, what you just said, um, is so often I think our kids view the way we approach the Bible as an instruction manual, and it is, but we lose. I think you called it the magic of the Bible, the, the sure. grand, you know, the the stories of it, the the revealing of God in man. Um, we lose some of that intrigue. And so reframing or just maybe changing a perspective for our kids to look at the Bible in a way that is not just the instruction, I think really brings it to life. And I think that's a good foundational tip for parents to think about as they're going through the Bible, not just to use this game, but just in general to to don't lose the story aspect of God's provision, God's faithfulness, his grand design to things. I, I I love that. And I do think it, it creates a much more compelling um, proposition for kids. Yeah, look, I think we've become both too familiar and too timid mm. in the way we relate to our Bibles. Um, we become too familiar because we think it's okay to pick and choose what we're going to read. We mm. think it's okay to um, to uh, kind of just live in the Gospels and pick things that belong on the fridge and make them into magnets and live by them as a mantra. Mm. We've become 
too timid to kind of go in and examine the breadth and the wonder of the story. Yeah. We've lost that sense of awe and wonder when we open up that book, mm. but we've kind of relegated it to pop culture proverbs that make us feel good about ourselves right? and not seen uh, just the dramatic way in which God cuts time and space in half mm. to rescue his people. I love that. That's so great. I, I'll tell you, I, I'm a gamer. Um, I play uh, PlayStation 4. I have raised two teenage boys into adulthood. Um, I, I've, I know my way around Skyrim. Uh, I know my way around some of the, the more um, uh, older teens uh, games. But I, so I'm a little picky. Like I, I have a little bit of like, you know, hey, I, I want this to look right. I want it to engage uh, my mind well. I want to see, you know, some real thought put into it. And as I look at your online, um, just episode one, I, just look at the graphics, the 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 attention to detail, this idea of being on an adventure, an epic quest, this idea of being able to craft your own gadgets to actually create something within the game. And then even the multiplayer dimension where you can play online with your friends. I mean, these are things that are not readily available with Christian software. In fact, I don't know of anyone else who's doing that. So for the parent who's worried that this, this is just, you know, sort of a, a, a band-aid, for their kids, I want to reassure them this is, if you don't tell them this is Christian, they're not necessarily going to pick that up right away. That's something over time that the truth of, of the content will begin to affect them. Because the story of the Bible is good in itself. Right. In fact, there's no story in culture that really hasn't found its genesis, excuse the pun, in Scripture. And so um, most story is just allegory of Scripture. It Scripture is the backbone of, of the way we tell stories and our narratives. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the story does the heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, I know you moved here from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. I know you brought your wife and two kids, and I know it's been difficult. I know you've been through uh, some struggle with launching this brand and, and kind of getting the information out. What would you say has been um, the most important things you've learned in the last 12 months something that a parent would would appreciate um I, I i live almost two weeks of every month on the road i uh spend uh, a lot of my day in the mornings creating and working on things here in america and then in the afternoons and early evenings connecting with you know our team in the studio in new zealand uh, I've agonized over kids connecting with the Bible, actually finding themselves in it, getting excited about it. I've agonized over getting the funding in because you can't create something that matters that's really going to connect if you don't have some sort of patronage behind it. And mm -hmm. as, as a Christian church, we've lost that. We were behind the Renaissance or the Renaissance, as some of us say. Mm -hmm. And we've lost that because nobody wants to pay for anything anymore. And I've agonized about all of these things. Uh, I've kept myself awake at night. I've been distracted. Um, and at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is my own family. If I can't get my own kids pumped about the Bible, if I can't relate to my own family in a way that honors Jesus and has them want to have a similar relationship to him that I have, then all of it's for nothing. Mm. And I think it's really easy to forget that in everything we're doing. As uh, We're trying to serve Jesus 
uh, but we serve him best by serving our family first mm. and um and then we can serve christian community in our church and and kind of he comes first family has to come second and if we don't get that then um everything from then on will be out of order and that's something i've kind of probably learned the hard way don't worry i haven't lost my family they still think i'm great <laughs> except my daughter who's a bit mad at me right now because i took my keys back from her fake microwave in her kitchen <laughs> where she's hidden them for the week <laughs> i found them last night and uh you know but, but that's all that's so much more important than than any of this you can't be a good pastor uh, without being a pastor to your family first. You can't be a good creative without being creative with your kids first. Mm. Uh, and your wife. you gotta got to look after your family. Yeah, that's great. What a great reminder. I know Robert and I have been through a similar process uh, working with iShine as a brand. Uh, it's very, very difficult to start something new. Yeah. Uh, scripturally speaking, that's called apostolic. You know, this trailblazing calling on your life. And so there's definitely uh, an extra level of resistance, no pun intended, uh, to any effort to to carve a new path in the uh, in the trenches ahead of you. Robert, do you have any final words for for our audience about uh, our topic today? Brad, yes, I do. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> way to throw. He wasn't paying attention. I, I was just, totally paying attention, yeah, and I no. was thinking as as you guys were talking, um, kind of checking off my list in my mind of like what I have done, or in many cases not done, to put my family first. And that's why I say it's a good reminder that mm. no matter if you're called into ministry in any way, um, take care of your family. And that doesn't mean just being at the dinner table, but it means leaving part of the best of you for them so often i get home and i'm exhausted and i'm i it's like i might as well just be propped up and just nodding my head like one of those bobbleheads because i'm just gone i'm exhausted you know and one thing that that jumped out to me that you just said tim and i think it's really good and, and i don't know that i'm doing a good job of this is um if we want to be creative be creative with our family first and uh, or be creative with our kids i don't know that I'm spending a lot of time being deliberate about that. And so that was a good good word. So no, I wasn't tuned out, Mr. Mm. Matthias. Well, um, I was deep in thought and coming up with something really special to say. Well, I sit corrected. <laughs> Tim, it's been great having you here. Thanks for having me. I have me. so much admiration and respect for what you do. And, and like Brad said, it is a very difficult road starting something new. And, and <laughs> we know that. It takes a, it takes a toll on us physically, and it, and it definitely is a sacrifice that our families feel as well. So um, thank you for taking time to be here with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. I just want to uh, leave this one last thought with our audience. Uh, support Tim. We believe in Tim. We believe in the Aetherlight Chronicles. We believe in Scarlet City. Uh, we believe what the, what the ministry he represents is vital. Not only vital for this generation, but vital in setting uh, an example for other ministries and people to follow. So uh, if, you, if you would, go to his website at theaetherlight.com. Check this out for yourself. If you've got kids between the ages of 7 and 15, I think you will be surprised uh, at how much they would appreciate and enjoy this. It's available on the Google or the iTunes uh, platforms and app stores. You can use it on a, on a tablet. You can use it on a phone. You can use it 
uh, on a laptop. So there's lots of ways for you to engage with this technology. There's lots of ways for you to engage your kids. And so once again, we have another example of how you too can be brilliant and brave as you parent. God bless. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax-deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things Check us out at iShineLive.com. Hi, it's Pastor Brad with Brilliantly Brave Parenting, and I am letting you know about a really awesome podcast. If you are a solo parent or you know someone who's solo parenting right now, have I got a podcast for you. Uh, Dear friend, co-host of our show, and my partner in crime, Robert Beeson has started something really spectacular. Robert's here in the studio. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks, Brad. So Solo Parent Society podcast is talking to solo parents out there that are doing it alone. We uh, talk to other solo parents that are out there, talk about their struggles and insights that they've come across, as well as experts in the fields that solo parents deal with the most. I was a single parent for eight years, raising three girls. My co-host was a solo parent raising a boy and a girl also for I think about seven years so together we talk about these different topics and we have great guests either solo parents like I said or experts in the field so it's it's new it's authentic it's real it's raw and it's and it's super fun solo parent society podcast brilliantly brave is supporting and encouraging and endorsing what this is and if you want to check it out it's available what on iTunes yeah everywhere that brilliantly brave is awesome thanks